This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Cleveland Clinic. Access the number one care in Ohio anytime, anywhere. By Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By KeyBank, the banking home of the Cleveland Indians. Everyone, welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, where it has been quite a week. Sellout crowds here at the ballpark. A great buzz in the ballpark as the Indians made some history here at Progressive Field by extending their win streak to 22 games in the process, breaking the American League record and what many think is a new major league record. The 1916 New York Giants will have something to say about that as they were undefeated in 26 straight games. And the Indians, well, they got it to 22 before the Royals defeated them on Friday night here at Progressive Field in a fine ball game. 4-3 was the final score as Kansas City came from behind to do it. And they end the Indians' win streak at 22. Coming up on this week's show, we'll take a look back at the historic week here at Progressive Field. A swing and a drive to deep right, down the line, base hit, into the corner, around third, coming home, Ramirez. It's a game winner for Jay Bruce, and history marches on. Also on this week's show, Indian starting pitchers Corey Kluber, Mike Clevenger, and Josh Tomlin, they all join us to talk about the win streak. You know, the fact that we've played that many games in a row with no days off and doubleheaders and stuff, that course of the streak, it's pretty remarkable. Also stopping by most valuable player candidate, Francisco Lindor, the Tribe shortstop, talking about an October feel at the ballpark. I mean, the, the only thing that feels the same is September. They got a little cold, um, weather changes, kind of like last year. And this week we have a mystery guest on our show. I mean, the energy that every player got here is unbelievable. We're here fighting every day for a win. That's all coming up as Tribe Talk gets rolling on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland where the Indians are taking on the Kansas City Royals this weekend. 
And the streak is done. It ended at 22 wins in a row after a loss to the Royals on Friday night here at Progressive Field by a final score of 4-3. to But what a week it was as the streak continued, surpassing the American League record and also what many think is the Major League record, although that's not official. The official record still stands at 26. The New York Giants did it back in 1916. We pick up our streak in review last Sunday with the streak sitting at 17 wins in a row going into Sunday's series finale on Sunday night against the Baltimore Orioles. Trevor Bauer was on the mound, and he had another solid outing going, holding the Orioles to just one run through six innings, and it was in the bottom of the sixth when the game turned for the Tribe. Full count on Roberto Perez in a 1-1 game in the bottom of the sixth. Hellickson, he delivers. Perez with a drive. Deep left field. It is gone. And Roberto Perez hits number five. And the Indians have a 2-1 to lead here in inning number six. Lindor climbs back in. Taps that bat on home plate one time. Takes two practice swings. Twirls it once. Cocks it in position. And now the pitch to him. A swing and a drive to deep right. Away back. Gone. Back to back Jacks. Perez and now Lindor hits number 29. And the Indians have a 3-1 to one lead here in the sixth inning. Then in the ninth inning, it was Cody Allen on to close it out. Cody Allen, one strike away from his 26th save. And the Indians, one strike away from an 18th consecutive win. Allen into the motion. Here it comes. Swung on, looping liner to right. Coming on, Jay Bruce. Makes the catch. Ball game. Right now, there is no stopping the Cleveland Indians. They sweep the Baltimore Orioles. More importantly, history continues to march on. 18 in a row for the Cleveland Indians. A franchise record. And for the Indians, this is just the fifth time in Major League Baseball history we have 18 wins in a row. So the Indians won it by a final score of 3-2, to two, and it was on to Monday when they would take on a new opponent, the Detroit Tigers, with the streak now standing at 18 wins in a row. The Tigers in town for a three-game series, and it was all Indians, and win number 19 decided early. Here's the set. Here's the pitch. A swing and a line drive. Gapper, right center, gets down, goes to the wall. Diaz scores. Gomes scores. Look at Allen flying, scoring. Lindor head first, slide at third. It's a triple. Ball gets away, backed up near the stands by the pitcher, Jay. And Lindor's cleared the bases. A three-run triple up the alley in right center. And Greg Allen... Looked like a relay man on an Olympic team, and he almost caught the field. 
here's the pitch to Ramirez. He swings and launches one high and deep to right. Way back there. Home run, Jose Ramirez. 7-0 Tribe. Carlos Carrasco was dominant in this one. He led the Indians to that 11-0 win, their sixth shutout of the win streak. On Tuesday, much tighter ball game, a 2-0 win over the Tigers. And looking for win number 20 in a row, Corey Kluber was on the mound, and that meant no problem for the Tribe. Kluber comes set. Here's the 1-1 pitch to Cabrera. A swing and a bouncer to third. Urshela, gloves, throws, ball game! A record-tying night in Cleveland! The Indians have matched the American League record. They have won 20 in a row. The second team in the history of the American League to win 20 straight. Joining the Oakland A's of 2002. And could it end any more appropriately with Corey Kluber besting Miguel Cabrera representing the tying run at the plate. Corey Kluber may have won his second Cy Young tonight. A dominating performance in front of the nation. A five-hit shutout for Kluber. His third shutout of the year. His fifth complete game. His 16th win. And the Indians with back-to-back shutouts of the Tigers, a major league leading 19 shutouts on the year. And, oh, yeah, the Indians still haven't lost since August 23rd. The final tonight, the Cleveland Indians 2, the Detroit Tigers nothing. On Wednesday, the Indians were looking to break the American League record And they would do so on Wednesday afternoon against the Detroit Tigers. And it was another big blow early for the Indians. Farmer with a high hold delivers. A swing and a high drive. This is hit to deep left center field. It is. It is gone. Hit right near the yellow line in deep left center. And dropped back on the playing field. It is ruled a three-run home run. And the Tigers may challenge the call. Everybody waited for the umpires to give a signal. And Brad Osmus says, check it out. Well, let's see. The headsets are off. Here's the call. Home run! Now the Tigers aren't happy. The Indians' Jay Bruce has put the tribe on top of this one. By a score of 3-1. to one. Score was 5-3 Tribe in the ninth inning. Cody Allen on to finish it off. So the Tigers are down to their last out. One out away from making history are the 2017 Cleveland Indians. 5-3 to three Tribe. Ian Kinsler the batter. Two strikeouts. He's 0-4. for four. Allen into the motion. The wind and the pitch. Swung on, ripped to left, Chisinau coming on, slides, he made the catch! Ball game! And mark it down, folks! History on September 13th of 2017, 
The Cleveland Indians have set a new American League record, winning their 21st consecutive ballgame. That moved them into a tie with the 1935 Chicago Cubs for what many believe is the major league record. So Thursday night, it was the Royals in town and one of the most dramatic regular season games in progressive field history. With two close games against the Tigers setting the stage for the incredible night on Thursday night, there was no lack of drama from the get-go. We'll pick it up with the Indians batting in the bottom half of the ninth. Kansas City has the lead. They're on top 2-1 to one, looking to end the streak. The Indians have not had a walk-off win in this 21-game winning streak. In fact, the Indians' last walk-off win came a few days before the winning streak started. The Indians started this 21-game winning streak on August 24th when they scored seven runs off Chris Sale. As now Tyler Naquin is going to pinch it for Brandon Geyer. Here's a guy that a year ago, Tyler Naquin, was third in the American League Rookie of the Year voting. Had that rough game six defensively in the World Series and has only played in 13 games with the Tribe this year prior to this pinch-hitting assignment. Now the one-two pitch. Swung on, ground ball, base hit into left. So Naquin comes off the bench and gets his first pinch hit of the 2017 campaign. So Francisco Lindor, the switch hitter, will bat left-handed. And he is the Indians' last hope at continuing this historical run. Outfield slightly toward left, medium deep for Lindor, who's had a team-high nine homers and a team-high 19 RBIs in the winning streak. Gonzalez, modest lead at first. The 2-2. Swung and drilled. Deep left field. Gordon back at the wall. Leaps it's off the wall. Kicks back to left center. Gonzalez scores the tying run. Lindor, big turn. He'll stay at second. about that Frankie Lindor down to his last strike rips an RBI double the opposite way off the 19 foot wall and left Eric Gonzalez scores the tying run from first so the Indians would send it to extra innings Cody Allen came on he cruised through the top half of the 10th inning And then it was Jose Ramirez leading things off in the bottom of the 10th. Jose Ramirez, a three-hit game, the pitch. He swings and rips another base hit to the gap in right center. Cut off by Kane. He'll go for two. Throw to second, head first slide, double. Oh, he took a chance on one of the best center fielders in the game. A line shot, base hit to right center. Lorenzo Kane cut it off through to second, and Jose Ramirez with a head-first slide, this time able to stay on the bag and has his fourth hit of the game. How about the guts of Ramirez? Now make it 50 doubles now for Jose Ramirez. The next batter, Edwin Encarnacion, walked, and that brought up 
Jay Bruce. Ramirez, the winning run at second. Encarnacion, the runner at first. Still nobody out in a 2-2 game in the 10th. Bruce awaiting the 2-0 pitch. Here it comes. A swing and a drive to deep right. Down the line, base hit. Into the corner. Around third. Coming home, Ramirez. It's a game winner for Jay Bruce. And history marches on. A mob scene in shallow center. Jay Bruce getting pummeled. As he smoked one down the right field line. A game-winning single for Jay Bruce. And the Indians continue this improbable run. 22 consecutive wins. And the Indians get their first walk-off win in the streak. And after the game, we caught up with Bruce right in the middle of the celebration. Jay, a couple of days ago we were talking about one of your best moments in baseball, a walk-off home run to clinch a division title. Is this anywhere close? Hold on for the Gatorade shower. <laughs> is this anywhere close? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, this is something that, you know, so I guess maybe one other team's done, you know, and for it to be us is uh, a little bit surreal, but we're on a way, you know, we're just... We're just playing ball, man. We're just doing what we can, and now we're playing great. And first time in a streak where you've been up against it in the ninth inning, but it, it seemed like maybe the team needs that a little bit, huh? I wouldn't say that, man. We were down to our last strike there. We had the right guy at the plate at the right time, and he was able to come through, and we got ourselves another chance. And uh, I always feel good when that bullpen door opens, and, and, you know, we got those guys coming in. How about you, the at-bat in the 10th inning? Take us through it. You know, I know Maurer has good stuff, great stuff. Um, he's gotten me a couple times. I got into a hitter's count there, and I just wanted to try not to do too much. That's kind of my my biggest deal. If, if you know, always, you know, try not to do too much, and I think that's what that's what works. I believe you said that, that the streak makes you feel alive. This kind of summed that up a little bit. I think it does, man. I think it does. You know, I, what I you know what I meant by that is September gets a little dull sometimes. You know, and uh, we're in a great situation where you know we're 14 and a half games up now, or whatever it is, and uh, you know, there can be a lull. You know, there can be a lull, and this streak uh, keeps us on our toes and keeps that fire lit a little bit more. Congratulations. Thanks for coming by. Thank you so much, man. So the Indians had won 22 games in a row heading into Friday night's contest with the Royals, and the streak would finally end. Two outs, runner at first. Royals lead the Indians 4-3 to three here in the ninth. Miner comes set. Now the 1-2 delivery. Swing and a miss. The ball game's over. And this historical run by the Indians comes to an end on September 15th. The Indians lose for the first time since August 23rd. The Kansas City Royals have ended the Indians' streak 4-3. And a classy move by Mike Moustakas... The Royals third baseman turned to the Indians dugout, tipped his cap, and clapped for the Indians. And the Indians are coming out of the third base dugout. They're getting a standing ovation, and they return the claps and applause to the Indians fans.
What a moment in downtown Cleveland. Folks, we've never seen anything like it. Literally in the history of baseball, no team won 22 in a row. The New York Giants were unbeaten for 26 straight, but they didn't win 22 in a row. It ends tonight, and a gallant effort as well by the Kansas City Royals, who knock off the try by a final score of 4-3. to three. What an incredible three weeks of baseball it was. The nation was captured by the Indians' winning streak as there were national media members from all over the country in town checking out what became the biggest story in baseball here in the month of September. So the streak is behind them. The Indians will try and now turn their attention to wrapping up the American League's Central Division. They can do so this weekend before they head out on a West Coast road trip. They play the Royals on Saturday afternoon at 4:10, and then another game on Sunday afternoon at 1:10 as they look to wrap up the American League Central Division and eliminate Minnesota from division title contention. Stay tuned. We'll have more of Tribe Talk coming your way shortly as we continue on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, everyone. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, where it has been quite the place to be this past week gone by with the Indians winning streak reaching 22 games before it finally ended on Friday night with a 4-3 loss to the Kansas City Royals. A big part of the streak, certainly keying things at the top of the Indians lineup, was Francisco Lindor, who had quite a winning streak for the Indians Heading into play on Friday night in the 22 victories, Francisco Lindor was the catalyst to that Indians offense, hitting 360, nine home runs in the 22 games, and he drove in 20. And a lot of that coincided with his being moved to the leadoff spot. He was actually moved there on a full-time basis on August the 10th. And the Indians haven't lost much since he has been in that spot. And when we caught up with Francisco earlier this week, he talked about Hitting in that leadoff spot, what is it about the leadoff spot that seems to have gone so well with him? I feel like I'm the same type of hitter wherever you put me in the lineup. I can't really change whether I'm hitting third, fourth, first, or ninth. Um, I got to make sure I do my thing and, uh, and w- stay with my strength and not try to do too much. It does seem like the, the team has taken off lineup-wise since you've been there. And, and is there something to be said for an, a certain approach that, that helps things get going and also what the other guys do to give you opportunities to still drive in runs? Yeah, I mean, I, li- I like being the first on base sometimes. You know, I, when, I, when I get on first or I get on second, I, and I feel like I can score first, the first round of the game, it, it drives me, you know, because I'm trying to make the team win. I'm trying to do whatever it takes to help the team win, and it, it's fun. And the guys are hitting seventh, eighth, and eighth, and ninth. Um, not giving me a chance to drive in a couple of runs, and which is special. It's something... Um, good because whenever you're driving runs as well, it makes you feel like you're proud of the team. You mentioned fun, and I know it's a big part of what you do. Uh, the other night, you used someone else's bat to hit a big home run. Uh, tell us about the Abraham Almonte model, why you don't use it very often, but how it came together for you in that particular at bat. 
Yeah, the bat he that he's swinging right now is my handle with a different barrel, and it's completely it's a little bit bigger than mine. I I borrowed one for BP because it was a bigger barrel, bigger, um, a little bit more weight than mine. I'm just just trying to work uh, work with my hands. That way, when I grab my bat, it feels a little bit more comfortable. And so I, after I broke my two bats, I felt like. Um, I could use Almonte's bat because I used it in BP. And next thing you know, he gave me a bigger one than the one I was using in BP. And I looked at it, I was like, no chance I'll be able to swing this bat. And then I, first swing I took, it, I hit a home run. I just looked back and smiled. I was like, thank you. Did you think when you got the home plate, maybe turning it back and, and getting one that, that you're more comfortable with? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, as, soon as, as, soon as, as soon as I hit the ball, I was like, yep, that's a one-time thing. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> You look around defensively, and, and obviously you're having another fine season. And on the infield right now, it seems airtight. What's it like for you to be to be playing with the likes of, of Jose Ramirez at second and then Gio Urshela at third on some nights and some others, and Yandy Diaz playing well over there at third? Uh, how has that come to the forefront here lately? It's special because it makes my job a lot easier. Um, I don't have to cover as much ground, and and, the, and I know that every ball is hit on the ground is, is we got a chance of turning a double play if there's a guy on first base. Um, so he keeps me on my toes the whole entire time, and it's just it's been fun. I'm watching them two go go out their their work the right way, and when Capri's out there, it's the same thing. You know what this team is like when it's going well based on postseason a year ago. Uh, some similar feelings coming there, or, or is it different every year, and, and are you really liking where this team is at right now? I mean, the, the only thing that feels the same is September. They, that little cold, that little um, weather change. It's kind of like last year, um, same time or almost. Um, but um, same same group of guys, maybe a couple of different players, um, but still still uh, a different team. You know, it feels, feels special. It's cool, and I'm just having a blast. I'm having a blast. All right, Francisco, keep doing it. Thanks, sir. Thank you. That's Indian shortstop Francisco Lindor, who has vaulted himself into the conversation, certainly, for American League Most Valuable Player, along with his teammate, Jose Ramirez. They will be two contenders, and it'll be interesting to see how that voting goes after the postseason is complete. Well, certainly another Indians player who will be in the postseason picture in terms of awards this coming offseason is Corey Kluber. The Tribe ace starting pitcher has had a Cy Young-type season, and he got it done again with a 2-0 shutout of the Tigers on Tuesday night. That gave the Indians a tie for the American League record with 20 straight wins. We caught up with Corey the next morning, and he talked about that one-day-at-a-time mentality that the team has bought into during the win streak. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, it's just finding ways to win every day. Uh, some days um, that might be... You know, a hard-fought, you know, two-to-nothing low-scoring game, and some days it might be we go out there and put up 11 like the night before. But it's just you know, continuing every day to be ready to go out there and win that game and find a way to get it done. And from the streak standpoint, there's more activity around here. You guys notice that and and kind of use that as as something to to focus on or block out to to kind of keep that good focus. Yeah, I think we've done a good job of that. I mean, I think that there's over the last you know handful of days I guess there's there's definitely been more attention on it because of the fact that it's not something you see all the time but you know I think that we've like you said we've done a good job of kind of staying in the moment and not getting too wrapped up in in a winning streak but um, you know just kind of each day going day by day. 
personally, you're going through a real nice stretch since you came back from the disabled list, and you've had good stretches before. Uh, what do you see in terms of growth during the, during this stretch where you've been able to compile some really impressive numbers? Um, I mean, ultimately the goal is to, you know, use your experiences and learn from them and, and try to, you know, improve physically, mentally, you know, every aspect of it. And I think that that's what I've, what I've always tried to do is, um, you know, take take the good and the bad and try to try to identify, you know, what, what went well, what I need to work on and, and just try to continually improve. And maybe getting it down to a, an individual hitter basis, uh, you had a, a good battle last night with Miguel Cabrera, and I know at times in your career he's he's done what he does to a, to a lot of different pitchers. Uh, how do you go about trying to identify what you can do to get him out and, and have some success if you do struggle at times? Um, I mean, I think that you you rely on those past experiences. Um, what what you have done well against him, what you have not done well against him. But uh, I think that for me, in that instance, it, it goes back to to going pitch by pitch and trying to execute a pitch and, and not getting too wrapped up in the fact that it is Miguel Cabrera, probably the best hitter of our generation. Um, but still going out there and just trying to execute good pitches. And, and if you do that and he gets a hit, you tip your cap to him. But hopefully if, if you're able to, uh, it'll work out in your favor. And the other part of your morning has been another day with Kluber's kids, the Cleveland Clinic, bringing some kids down to, to meet with you on Wednesdays when the team is at home. You started this last year. Uh, what has it meant to you uh, a year in, maybe that you weren't anticipating as this has gone by? Yeah, I, th I think it's it's special to to have an opportunity to to bring them down here to the field and get to to meet players and actually be out on the field and you know, today we don't have batting practice but most of the time you know get to watch guys hit batting practice like that um, you know if nothing else take their mind off of the things that they're going through and, and hopefully give them uh, an experience that they can remember a lot of smiles out there for sure every Wednesday here Corey thanks so much for coming by appreciate it thanks brother that's Corey Kluber Indians ace starting pitcher and prime Cy Young award candidate for this season, and if he can nail it down, that would be his second Cy Young Award since 2014. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll visit with two other Indian starting pitchers, Josh Tomlin and Mike Clevenger. They come your way shortly as we continue after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Well, the Indians certainly have some depth in their starting rotation. Boy, you look at the starting rotation heading into play on Saturday, and there are a pair of 16-game winners, Trevor Bauer and Corey Kluber. A 15-game winner, Carlos Carrasco, he'll try and join the 16-gamers on Saturday as he's starting for the Indians. And Mike Clevenger won his 10th game of the season earlier in the week as part of that 22-game winning streak. He's had great success of late, and we had a chance to catch up with him, and he talked about some of the key factors that have led to his recent good stretch on the mound. Uh, I would say just sticking through the ruts and trusting the process, and I think uh, that's all played out pretty well. I know when uh, you talked to Mickey Calloway about 
about how you're progressing. He'll talk about how you're pounding the zone and, and being more aggressive there. And it sounds so simple. Just go ahead and throw more strikes. But, but what is the challenge there? Why, what makes that uh, a lot more difficult than maybe it sounds? I mean, it's still throwing strikes is not, not an easy thing. You can't just get those strikes. You get those good strikes, quality strikes. You just get those strikes, you're not going to last long anyways. So I think the key was just uh, changing my sights. And, you know, I think that kind of moving Berto over the plate helped me out a lot. And you mentioned that, and, and it seems like such a small thing that where the, the catcher might set up. And uh, how do you arrive at, at that to, to make a, a slight adjustment there and, and then – when it happens and you see it have some good impact, uh, what does that mean to you? Well, I mean, just looking at uh, like my spray charts, wherever, like when they're setting up on the corner, I'd be missing, you know, just a few inches to like, you know, glove side, so just a little bit off. But then once he set up more on the plate, it kind of just moved me two more inches back onto the plate, and then I was on the corner instead of just off. And it was like, I mean, as, <laughs> as small as it sounds, it, it was tremendous for me. All right, Mike, thanks a lot for coming by. Yeah, thank you. That's Indian starting pitcher Mike Clevenger, one of four Indian starting pitchers in double figures in wins as he'll head into his next start with a 10-5 and record. Knocking on the door for double figures in wins is Josh Tomlin, who has nine victories heading into his next start. Now, he took a no decision on Thursday night in the game that gave the Indians a 22-game winning streak. And when we caught up with Josh Tomlin on Friday, he talked about the streak and was asked, does it seem surreal even hearing about a winning streak that lasts three weeks? Yeah, it is. It, uh, especially when we understand the grind of the season and, uh, you know, the fact that we've played that many games in a row with no days off and doubleheaders and stuff throughout the course of the streak, it's um, it's pretty remarkable. And, you know, we don't take it for granted. We don't take a team for granted. We go out there and just play our solid baseball and hope the, hope the results take care of themselves. And you mentioned that, and that's been the mantra from Terry Francona on down, just take it day by day. But from a starting pitcher standpoint, there's a lot of responsibility on, on you, and I know that, that you guys kind of feed off each other in that rotation. But in this situation, with the knowledge that a bad start could end this thing, is there a little bit more on the line than when, when you take that mound that you might be thinking about? You would think there would be, but there's, there's really not. I mean, if you lose a game, you know what? You, you, you come back tomorrow and you get prepared to try to win the next one, and, and that's, that's just how it is. I mean, there's no – you can't put any added pressure on yourself of, of you know, this is um, – you know, if we, if we have a bad one we blow this one, then, you know, we're known as people that blew, blew, blew the streak. It's, 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 it's almost good in the sense that you do – you do kind of put the pressure on yourself in a sense of, you know what, I'm going to go out there and try to have a quality start and see what happens. And, and you know, I don't want to be the one that goes out there and, and doesn't do it. But there's no pressure from the outside, from the team or anything like that, or your players or your peers. or You know, let's just go out there, do your thing, and see what happens. And if we lose, and tomorrow we'll come back and try to start another one. And that's, you know, having that kind of that, that camaraderie and that, that leadership in the clubhouse helps a lot. Josh Tomlin joining us. Oh, by the way, three pretty good starts for you since coming back from the disabled list. What's been the key to, to seemingly not missing a beat from a good stretch you're in before the injury? I think it's just that muscle memory kind of kicks in. Um, it started kicking in at the, after the All-Star break, and you found that slot. And I remember me and Mickey were talking about it last year. I kind of found the slot at the end of September or the end of uh, August, and it felt great. It felt good to me. It just felt natural. And, um, you know, it took me a little, fun, a little, little, little bit this year to kind of re- you know, refined it, or, or I was kind of searching for a little bit early on, and um, you know, sequencing of pitches off. So I just had a bad curveball early on, and 
um, to be able to come back and jump right back in the fire and throw that curveball as many times as I can and try to find it and try to get it, that's a huge pitch for me. And so whenever I can have that pitch working and have that pitch throwing for a strike and for a ball whenever I need to and locating the fastball and change up and cutter, it just makes everything that much, I don't want to say easier, but that much more fluid for me and um, a little bit more crispier. And once the things are crispy for me, I'm throwing it for strikes and, you know, our defense and our offense, and they'll take care of itself. Josh, thanks for coming by. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rosie. I appreciate you having me. Always fun to visit with Josh Tomlin as uh, he talks about the win streak that has now come to an end after a loss to the Royals on Friday night. Stay with us when we come back. It's our final segment of Tribe Talk after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Our final segment on this week's show. And uh, we did something a little bit different earlier this week. We had a mystery guest on. And, and in case you did not hear that on our pregame show earlier in the week, well, you can play along on our mystery guest game here on Tribe Talk. And uh, if you did hear it, well, you can hear it again. But uh, let's... Let's listen in on our mystery guest and see how long it takes you to figure out who we are talking to from the Cleveland Indians. A mystery guest is joining us, and this mystery guest will give you some clues as we go. You may know who it is right away, but uh, just for fun, see how quickly you can get it on how many questions. And our mystery guest is the only position player who has played in all 19 of the victories so far mystery guest did you know that uh, before just a couple of days ago uh, I, somebody told me yesterday uh, uh, that I played uh, the 19th game all right so there's clue number one clue number two what positions do you play third short and second what about first not yet <laughs> and not yet were you working at first today yeah I was working on first today and again, we have our mystery guests, and we narrowed it down to an infielder who plays third, short, second, maybe first. He was working out there today at the plate. It's been going very well for you. What do you think has been one of the keys or, or maybe some of the keys to allowing you to have good success at the plate here at the big league level? I'm be, be uh, consistent in my swing, what I'm doing now, um, like using my my lower body, like my legs more, and that's it's helped me a lot. I'm guessing most people know who we're talking to. You want to let, fill us in who we are? Giovanni Urshela. <laughs> Giovanni Urshela. Gio, thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate okay. it. All right. Thank you. Well, that's going to do it for our show this week. Our show will originate from Safeco Field in Seattle next weekend as the Indians embark on their final road swing of the season on Tuesday in Anaheim. They'll play three against the Angels, three against the Mariners before returning home to wrap up the regular season with a six-game homestand against the Twins and the White Sox. So until next weekend, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Don't go away, folks. The Indians still have three outs to make some magic happen. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 